Welcome to Pushing Through Presents The Timeline. I am Tate Frazier, and today is Friday, May 22nd, and the sports world may be coming back. Is that right, BJ? That is correct. We've had the last dance. We've had five weeks, and now what's next, my friend? Well, we've got NASCAR too, BJ, in case you didn't see that. We got NASCAR back, we got Bundesliga back, and we got some conversations, right, about the NBA eventually coming back. We're going to get to all that and more today. Again, this is the timeline. We're going to scroll through some topics. And BJ, you have our first question and first topic of the day. What is that, my friend? Has the last dance changed your generation's perception on who is the GOAT? Do you, well, there's a lot of people that are saying this, right? You know, my generation is the millennial generation or whatever you want to call us. We're, we're all kids that basically we didn't see much of Michael Jordan other than the Wizards. And now we saw the full spectrum of Michael Jordan. There's a lot of people are pointing to the fact that Michael made this documentary for people my age. I'm from North Carolina, BJ. I was already in on Michael Jordan being the GOAT. But it seems like everyone else is caught up to that. Is, is that good for you? Are you happy about this or do you not even care? Well, it's a little bit of both. I really don't care. (laughs) But it's always fun for your generation to discuss Mm -hmm. the GOAT. But my question is, what are the parameters? Mm -hmm. Because it seems to be, is it championships? Is it stats? Mm -hmm. We're living in this generation of analytics. Mm -hmm. Is it games won? Mm -hmm. What is the one thing that your generation and my generation can agree on so that we can finally end this discussion and move on? It's whoever has had the last word. That's what I've learned about the ghost debate. Because in 2016, uh, LeBron James, you know, right? He wins his title. He beats the 73-win Warriors. ESPN puts out a debate. Uh, Who is the GOAT, Michael Jordan or MJ, or Michael Jordan or LeBron? And, of course, the people say it's LeBron James. And then, of course, four years later, LeBron decides that summer uh, that he's going to, you know, basically decide that he is the greatest of all time. MJ also decides something. He's going to make a documentary to decide that he is the greatest of all time. That's the last thing we've seen, and that's the last word. So we, you know, have decided that's the GOAT. Well, that is it. We're going to get to that debate, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to chime in when I can finally pin you down to tell me why I should care. And then I will give you, <laughs> I will give you my opinion. But yes. until then, I don't feel I have to tear another person down to uplift someone else because in the end, players are players. And you know what I always tell a player, Tate? Play on. Speaking of playing on and players, let's talk about sports, right, BJ? we got sports coming back. Apparently, we've had some reports. CNBC yesterday, we had uh, an owner of the Bucks come on and say the NBA is about six to eight weeks from coming back. we got college football. Uh, a decision has been made to let voluntary workouts happen for men's basketball, college football, the revenue sports right in those worlds. So all signs are pointing to sports are coming back. Do you believe – is this a folly, BJ? Are we optimistic or are we just still day-to-day at this? I truly believe that this is day-to-day, and here's why. Because, Tate, there, there isn't enough information available to give a definitive answer on what is the, the safety of everybody. Mm-hmm. I can't shake your hand right now, Tate, mm-hmm. but I can go and play in a game. That doesn't, it doesn't add up. Um, I really think that there's optimism in the air, as it should be. I really feel that people really want to play. I think that people are trying to figure this out. There are a lot of suggestions. There's a lot of what ifs, you know, for the NBA in particular, whether we're going to go to Orlando, whether we're going to go to uh, Vegas. But truthfully, Tate, we don't know. Mm-hmm. There's no vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, if someone were to get sick or worse yet, you know, someone's really get sick. And uh, I think we've all seen what this 
coronavirus has done. And I just think there's too many unknowns to say it's time to play or what it is that we're going to do. So mm -hmm. I'm a little cautiously optimistic, but I love the effort that uh, especially the NBA and all of the sports, I guess all of the sports leagues or professional sports leagues are trying to do. Yeah, there's a lot of brainstorming and there's a lot of people in rooms right now trying to figure out, or Zooms, I should say. A lot of people own Zoom instead of in rooms that are trying to figure out how to make this whole thing come together. But the one thing I should say, my mom keeps saying, well, why doesn't the NBA just come back, you know, like tomorrow, not six to eight weeks? <laughs> I think a lot of people don't understand that you can't just snap your finger and, and basketball comes back. It's going to be a process. we got a lot of players that have been out of basketball for quite some time. There's been a lot of people like you and I have been out of our, you know, working environments for quite some time. So we understand there's going to be some sort of uh, rust to say the least coming back into this world and uh, we want sports back but we also want uh, everyone to be safe and that's really you know the mantra of this whole situation the key everyone to be safe stay safe Tate what is the thing that you have watched during this quarantine mm. that you can't believe that you have watched and keep it PG I'll get away. <laughs> That's a that's a great preface right there. I'll keep it very PG. I'll keep it. In fact, <laughs> PG. I'll keep it PG thirteen. Uh, it's a show on Netflix. It's it's basically written for thirteen year olds and it's called Outer Banks. And uh, I, I've gotten so far into the, the 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 drudge of this whole quarantine of watching everything. I've been watching stupid movies. Like last night, I watched Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Uh, a great book, bad movie, but I just randomly watched it last night. But Outer Banks is the show on Netflix. It's, it's supposed to be based in Outer Banks, North Carolina. It was actually shot in Charleston. North Carolina or South Carolina uh they at one point in the show BJ they go to Chapel Hill they take a ferry you and I have both been to Chapel Hill you cannot take a ferry uh inland <laughs> to Chapel Hill so there's a there's a lot of uh, uh stupid things that happen in that show and uh my brain is melting BJ is there anything that you're watching you're, you're probably watching better things than me well Tate this has been very revealing about me is <laughs> I suddenly realized that there is no sports that I don't watch television <laughs> I have nothing to watch nice but Tate I have settled in to Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. I am a consumer of Disney Plus. In particular, yes, I've watched, okay, I, I'm just going to reveal this here. I bet I've watched all nine Star, Star Wars movies. Okay. I bet I've watched them at least three to four times a piece. <laughs> I've watched The Mandalorian I can't get enough of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And The Clone Wars, my wife doesn't know who's watching the cartoons. Is it... My four-year-old, or is it me? I think it's definitely. I you. love the Clone Wars. I mean, no, I just rewatch all of the episodes. I watch it. Dave Filoni, God bless you for making the, the Clone Wars. I love the Mandalorian. I can't wait till the new episodes come out. And I just watch Star Wars. And every night when everyone goes to bed, I go, I just got to turn it on. I can't get enough. I cannot get enough. Who would have thought BJ Armstrong, a member of the force and, uh, and, and doing good I at night. I can't get enough of just it. Just watching know? Star Wars. That's I just best. watch Star Wars every night. I just watch Star Wars. That's what I do. <laughs> I love that. Tate, I'm really intrigued with your answer here. Yes. Because Tate, you are a social media machine. I don't know what you're doing when I'm not speaking with you or we're not taping the show. Keep it PG, but, BJ. Keep it PG. But I know you're on social media. I know you're on social media. <laughs> Who is your Twitter personality mm -hmm. of the week? Because you are all over social media. Yeah, absolutely. And the answer is pretty simple. And uh, for the people that are around my age, I think everyone knows. Uh, he put out an album, uh, High Off Life, and that man is future. Uh, free band game. <laughs> and 
And future wait a minute, wait a minute. How is future? Explain this to me. Twitter personality of the week. So future puts out, you know, high off life. Great album. Everyone's enjoying it. We're all bopping. We're happy to have future back in our lives. Saving 2020 for everyone. And then future comes out. And he starts tweeting lines from all of his songs, you know, so he opens up, leave them ugly girls alone, dot, dot, dot. Don't get high and treat an ugly girl pretty, dot, dot, dot. Huge mistake. I told my dog, learn from you. You act just like you look. And then he, he keeps going. And you're like, man, this is just like, this guy's just on fire. This guy's on fire. And we all, we all know, like, if you know the backstory of Future Hive. I don't. So future just Hive, give it to me. Give it future to me. Hive, future Hive on Twitter. Like, there's Beyonce's, you know, the Beehive, right? But then there's a the right. Future Hive. And Future Hive is just basically dogs, right? Just like, they just, just, you know, people in the streets that are just like talking that talk. Like, Saying words like little bitch, like Future does in songs, you know what I mean? Just like talking that talk. And, and Future, you know, when he gets on Twitter and he starts tweeting these things, he empowers the whole community of people that feel that inherently sometimes. Like uh -huh. Future says, he tweeted this, caught me slipping, okay, so what, you know? Which is a, a censored, a censored <laughs> Could you version. Give me a translation. I don't know what that means. Give me a, <laughs> translate that to me. Tate, I have no idea, so give that's it to from, me. That's from his single, Life is Good, right? And that's a, uh -huh. that's a Drake bar from that. And that's when Drake's saying, you know, people caught him slipping. Like, one time he messed up. They caught him slipping. They're laughing at him. But so what? It doesn't matter. I'm still a king. I'm still out here dropping <laughs> platinum albums. I'm still the future. And that's why Future is the personality of the week. Because Future's back on Twitter. Shout out Future. Shout out Future Hive. Shout out to the retweets. Shout out to all those bars. You talk about bars, BJ. Future's okay. got bars. Future's got bars. <laughs> they're just from Pluto. They're just not from this planet. That's why we can't understand it. They're not from here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that lesson. Because <laughs> I have sure. no idea what you just said. I yeah. have no idea. All right, BJ, we got another big topic of the week. And as you know, The Last Dance, we did our series here after The Last Dance. We did 10 great episodes. It was a lot of fun. We got to watch and experience the whole Michael Jordan journey. And now the people in the world, in the sports world especially, they want something else. They want another documentary of a greatest of all time. I wanted it to be Joe Montana, but they've decided apparently to make a documentary about TB12, Tom Brady, the new quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Jordan's close friend, Bahama Boys. They're down in the Bahamas together playing basketball every once in a while. We see that in, in photos. Are, are you excited about this? It seems like people are excited to have something else to watch. Well, out of respect. Out of respect. Um, you know, Tom Brady is one of the all-time greats. Yes. I would be very cautious to not want to follow the last dance. <laughs> <laughs> because now the comparison is always going to be, because mm -hmm. now we have a barometer, right? This is like the most viewed documentary of like all time. Mm -hmm. So anything less than that is going to, you know, in the eyes of many, going to be a failure. I think it's a little bit too close. Mm -hmm. um, I would prefer to let Brady finish his career. I would prefer to let them know how the story ends to really before we go into saying, you know, this guy's the great. It's really hard to say someone is the greatest or, mm -hmm. you know, argue those points when they're still playing. I mean, even though when you just said Tom Brady is playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that just didn't. <laughs> that didn't sound right to me. Yeah. What, what but, if I told you Rob Gronkowski also plays for the yeah, Tampa Bay Yeah, it just Buccaneers. doesn't sound right. So I want to see how the story ends, mm -hmm. and then let's put it in its proper context before we start giving documentaries, so forth and so on. 
Yeah, it seems like uh, Tom Brady's already at the point where he's in his Wizards part of his career, if you want to compare it right. to Jordan, and mm -hmm. he just wants to talk about the Patriots version of his career. But it is weird to make a documentary about yourself, produced by yourself, while you're still playing the game. Like Yeah, it's a little close. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you can wait a couple years, I think, uh, Tom. Just but Look, I'll say this. Tom's final tango, something like that, that will not last. So let's, let's hope that they do a better name than that, because I've seen a lot of people being like, what? I hope it relates to The Last Dance. Just don't even – just try to stay away from The Last Dance. Let it be its own thing. Let this talk be its own thing. Tom, you're great. And be great. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> All right, BJ, I got another one uh, on the timeline here as we keep scrolling. Uh, there's a lot of IG live events. Every time that you sign on to Instagram, I know that you're not necessarily on Instagram. You check in right. every once in a while. But every single time you open Instagram, it is 15 people that you know on live aka 15 people that you may want to unfollow unless they are an actual dj or a musician that can do it live properly but there's been a lot of events right going on and you've watched right. a few of them is there anything that was the was there something that you could point to and say that's your best live event of the whole quarantine well my, my favorite most and well i have two okay jill scott and Ooh. erica baidu was like mm -hmm. i could just sit there and listen to both of them just, mm -hmm. just talk. I didn't even need the music, but the music was great. The most competitive one that I was really, because it was like right in my wheelhouse, was RZA mm. and DJ Premier. Mm. And that one kind of gave me the nostalgia of, you know, the 80s, the 90s, Wu-Tang. I mean, Primo is absolutely mm -hmm. one of my favorite producers. So I was like really 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 into that one i was just into just the music and then when they went through their catalogs i was just like you know i, I only one i wish somehow they could have included p rock because mm. p rock i mean that's like he's got to be in there i mean you can't mm -hmm. you know primo is primo but you got it's just like wilt chamberlain you can't say chamberlain without saying bill russell mm -hmm. you got to say primo and you got to say p rock Mm -hmm. And they got to be in there. So uh, those were my two favorite events that I've seen so far on IG. And we have to shout out Ninth Wonder as well, who we've had on the yeah, show yeah, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how to get Ninth has been incredible. Yes. I, my, yes. my apologies. I, I, I check in <laughs> with my man, Ninth. <laughs> Ninth slows it down. He speeds it up. Ninth is, uh, that's my guy. I, uh, my apologies, Ninth. If, I know you're watching. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, he's shook right now. And I have to point out one more thing. I, one day I was with BJ Armstrong, and he answered the phone, and he said, hello, Miss Badu. And I was like, man, BJ's so <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got a, I got a funny story. To, I got a funny story to tell you. Uh, so I'm on the airplane and I'm getting on the airplane. And so I'm sitting like in like bulkhead, right? You know, as yep. I get on, I'm sitting like the first two seats. And uh, so I'm getting in, you know how you, you get on the plane. I'm yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, whatever I'm here. And I put my, my stuff up. And I kind of just lay down. I'm like, oh, God, I, here I'm, I'm going back to L.A. I think I'm – matter of fact, I'm going from New York to L.A. Yep. So I'm getting on the plane. And I hear this voice. And I was like, God, I know this voice, this big voice, this big, bolsterous voice. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, I know this voice. So I kind of shut my eyes. and I, But I, I was like, I know this voice. And it was Jill Scott. Ooh. And it, it, I, 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 I just had to listen to her voice for like four hours. It was the greatest four hours ever. And she was just talking, she's telling stories. I don't know who she was talking. I was afraid to like turn around, right? 
And it was the greatest four hours ever. I was just listening to her voice. I'm like, she would laugh. And I was like, that was the most beautiful laugh I've oh, ever yeah, heard. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, poetry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was fabulous. And, and, and I was, you know, normally you're like, I wish this person would like be quiet. I was like, Jill, just keep talking. Yeah, keep <laughs> it was, yeah, share your gift, Jill. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> just keep it coming. You know what I mean? Do you want anything to drink, Mr. Armstrong? I was like, no, I just want to listen to Jill. Anything she needs. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the greatest four hour of going from cross country I've ever had. So that's my Jill Scott story. Man. I was too afraid. I was too fanned out to even say hello. But you know what? It was uh, it was great. It was it was a fabulous fabulous four hours with Jill Scott. I felt like I had a private concert. Yeah, and you could have a, a nice IG session if you didn't go see it. Go check it out because Jill Scott and Erica Badu, two legends. Yes. All right, BJ, final one on the timeline we got before we get to our interview with Kevin Wolf from Mitchell and Ness here. We got uh, – uh, this is a great one. This is uh, this is one for nostalgia. We're, we're living back in the 90s right now because of the last dance. So everyone's thinking about all, all the jerseys that they've bought back in the day, all the jerseys that they've worn. And then all the new kids my age, they're always thinking about Coachella, you know, the, the jerseys that they wore to Coachella probably. Right. I don't know what they're thinking about. Um, but – here we go. Uh, the first jersey that you ever purchased yourself or, or ever rocked yourself or ever had yourself passed down, whatever it may be, what was the first jersey for B.J. Armstrong? Well, this is an important question because it's a very Detroit mm. question. The first one I can remember is Dave Bing, Kevin Porter, and all of those mm. guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was like the, you know, that was a Detroit thing. Mm -hmm. The first jersey that I remember in my youth that I had to have and I had this poster in my room with George Gerving sitting on the ice. Oh, yes. The ice man. The ice man. Okay. He's from Detroit. And everyone from the city of Detroit, you grew up wanting to and be the acknowledging ice. the ice. Mm -hmm. Like you did. You're one from Detroit. So the first one that I ever wanted when I was somewhere in high school and as I was coming up through Detroit, everyone would talk about the ice. Mm-hmm. So I had to represent the ice. We had Trent Tucker on, on here recently, <laughs> and what he said was absolutely true. Everyone from Detroit could always shoot mm -hmm. and score, and that was in honor of the ice. Mm -hmm. So the ice man was in my room sitting on the ice, and that was the first, you know, as I remember as when I was growing up, that I had to have George Kirby. I mean, mm -hmm. whenever I see the ice, I just always <laughs> – I mean, that's the ice. I mean, that's like, he's smooth. He is the epitome of Detroit. He's cool, mm -hmm. he's smooth, and he can finger roll. <laughs> Ooh, always, always. And uh, and I'll, I'll give you my answer quickly here. I uh, It was easily Michael Jordan, right? The same way, George Gervin in Detroit, Michael Jordan in North Carolina. Every kid wants to be Michael Jordan. Right. But my, my, my first Michael Jordan jersey was a hand-me-down for my brother in first grade, so it doesn't count. First jersey I bought... Number 30, Rasheed Wallace, got it stitched on the back, wow. North Carolina jersey, and it was a size small, and I wore it until I was probably a senior in high school, and it was just terribly, terribly small at that point, but it was worth it to rock Sheed. I had a bad attitude when I was a little kid when I played sports, and she was my hero. I loved because he was always right when he got technicals. You know, He was arguing the facts <laughs> of the game, and I felt the same way. Uh, and, and that's who I looked up to. And I he was always right. He was always right. He was always arguing the facts of the game. And uh, and I'm always rocking with Sheed. Shout and, out to uh, Sheed. Shout out to Sheed. We're getting Sheed on. We're getting yeah, we Sheed on to. the show here. Just for that. <laughs> Coach of Jordan High School right now in Durham, North Carolina, and a North Carolina legend all around. Philadelphia basketball legend as well. Uh, shout out to Rasheed Wallace. 
All right, BJ, and there you have it. That's the timeline uh, for this week, this Friday. And now we have a very special guest from Mitchell and Ness. His name is Kevin Wolf. He's a man that's seen Michael Jordan many a times over the years. He's around the game of basketball. He's obviously, you know, a friend of you and ours, BJ. We, we saw him, you know, in Chicago. You know, Kevin is fabulous. You know, he's from the great state of Iowa. He's definitely a friend of pushing through the podcast. And uh, he's a great friend. Very dapper today, by the way. I, I, I do. I'm wearing my, I'm wearing my Mitchell, I'm wearing my Mitchell and Ness. And uh, you know, Kevin, I've always wanted to ask you this, and I've never asked you this. I've been wearing throwback jerseys forever, right? right. It's like right. it's part of right. the culture. Right. How did this happen? Was it uh, a plan, right. or is it something that just happened? Because I mean, whether right. it's in culture, it's in music, it's players. Like, how did you yeah. tap into that? Yeah. Well, about uh, 25 years or so ago, um, the, the former owner, and uh, um, they were small, and, and in Philadelphia, there's a lot of Garmento-type factories in Philadelphia, and uh, back in the day, and, and obviously way before that. So a couple people brought in uniforms, and uh, the original uniform is like, could you, could you fix this for me? And it's got this big old hole here or whatever the condition may have been. They did it. People were just enamored with it. So um, uh, the group back then, obviously very, very small, realized, hey, we got a pretty good idea here. So they went into Major League Baseball, uh, was the first league, met with Peter Ubro. I don't know if you remember. Yep. Peter from Southern California. and. Uh, and uh, he was a commissioner of baseball at the time, presented the idea. They're not the type of people who's going to have a deck and a full presentation. It's like, here's a couple of jerseys. Here's what we can do. And uh, so uh, Peter loved the idea, or his team loved the idea. And uh, so Cooperstown marks were created there. And since then, all the other leagues have uh, done the same thing. So at the NBA, which is your specialty, the NBA, they're called hardwood classic marks. So all the marks that are at least five years and older are the marks that we use. For example, here at the bottom, uh, that's that's a hardwood classic logo or mark. So uh, when you see our product, that's the actual logo that, that's used to, to represent product from, from the past, nostalgic type product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? It, it makes yeah. it makes a lot of sense, Kevin, and it all looks great. And uh, one of those jerseys that we know that you made was a BJ Armstrong jersey. So we just have to. We, it, it is our it is our duty here to check in. How are the BJ Armstrong jerseys doing? Are, are, are they are they doing well? Um, to be honest with you, because he's a Hawkeye, and uh, my guy, anybody from Iowa. And by the way, Don Nelson, downtown Freddie Brown, Chuck Long, um, the late great Roy Marble. Yes. This is the guy that's <laughs> more well-known in the state of Iowa, quoted throughout Hawkeye Nation than anybody. So um, well, he's, he's a great guy. Well, people don't realize that Kevin and I go back to Iowa, and we would be – we have to spend a little time with our Hawkeyes. Right. We have to spend right. a little time with Iowa. Right. You're right. from Iowa. Right. And our Hawkeye, how are our Hawkeyes doing? I mean, we, we, can't, we can't have a conversation and not at least talk about our Hawkeyes. You know, we got to look – uh, for next season, the uh, uh, forecast is to be uh, top 10. Some of them have oh, wow. a chance to win it all. Uh, Luca Garza, as you know, is yes. testing the waters. 
should have been player of the year. He was in various publications, but, but not by the big one. And so he's got a little grudge to come back. <laughs> Are you talking a little trash now, Kevin? <laughs> I'll challenge him and, and they'll be back a type of player. And they're looking good. Uh, we're so far number six in the country in football recruiting and just picked out a top wide receiver today mm. from the state of Nebraska, which yeah. makes it easy. So, the <laughs> Hawkeyes are in good shape. <laughs> Go Hawks! Go Hawks, yeah, and they love you. No, I mean, I, I, they, they're the best. They are the best fans in the world. Yeah, but they are. They are. Back to this jersey, um, I was really just doing him a favor because he's an Iowa Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> BJ is relevant again. BJ, <laughs> he is selling like crazy. And I'm not making it up. BJ is hot. And uh, in fact, we're going to the factory. He's going to reorder. And uh, so you are you are definitely relevant. That uh, what was it? 1994. Your All Star. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Uh, you're back. You know, yeah. you're back. There we go. That's what we like to hear. And uh, we have to ask, you talked about BJ being relevant again. We have to ask a little bit about the last dance. You know, everyone is watching the last dance. Everyone is talking about the nineties, talking about the bulls, talking about that era of basketball. And obviously you mentioned nostalgia. That's what you guys specialize in. So this is a good period of time for Mitchell and Ness. Are you, are you seeing more people, you know, buying dream team type things or, or being interested in that kind of product from, from that era of time? Yeah. Uh, obviously we're all going through a, uh, a crazy, who would have ever thought moment of time. And uh, so um, so we're really depending upon our, our e-commerce platform. Mm -hmm. uh, go to .com. We, we have a, an amazing selection. Uh, we are red hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, obviously the minute I, I saw the announcement and uh, having presented Michael when I was the, you know, one of the, the heads of Miller Brewing Company, presented the majority of his Player of the Year awards, uh, top All-Star vote-getting awards. He made fun of me, too, like, uh, <laughs> like a lot of people. He never knew my name. He's going, hey, Millerman, Millerman. <laughs> you know, he said, don't come in here unless you're bringing a keg with you. You know, we don't want just skinny corporate guys. You know, typical Michael, great guy, loved him, funny, and uh, just fun, fun watching Last Dance. And, and uh, but uh, it, it, it's been amazing for us, for the fans. Uh, Chicago Bulls have always been our best selling team, slowed down a little bit over the last couple of years, but still, still very, very relevant. And uh, as a team, our, our best selling team for the last you know 15 years or so, it shows you the strength of the Bulls brand and uh, the brand of the great players during that era. I talked to Scotty Pippen the other day. And, you know, even I forgot, and I went to most of those games, and uh, just how great he was. Mm -hmm. uh, BJ, I'm not sure what happened to Bobby Hanson. But, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see much of him in the, in the clips, but but just just so many great players, great competitors. Um, you know, uh, love love everything that's going on with the bad boys. And Isaiah is an amazing person for those who don't really know him personally, like BJ and I have. <laughs> those Michael and the, I mean those two are both big time competitors. So <laughs> it is what it is, but um, it, it's just been amazing. What tell us a little bit about? I see Sean Kemp, I see Kurt Rambis. Like, what, yeah. what, what do you tell us a little bit about the all of the things you have there? I mean, like, I'm yeah. ready to I'm ready to start shopping. How do I shop here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're known we're known for jerseys, obviously. <laughs> 
but we do headwear. Um, you know, we're, we're known for the snapback hat, which we created uh, uh, about 15 years ago. And it's been, you know, really, really big sellers. We make all the fan wear. Uh, we have exclusive rights with Slam magazine covers. Uh, you know, we do pop culture, but, but uh, you know, if you want jerseys, you want fan wear, uh, we have more SKUs, more styles, more players than anybody else. And that's what we do. And uh, talk about buying a company that you can also live your, your memories, your dreams, and, and uh, do something you really like. And you know, and, and you know it too, and all, and all you guys I'm, I'm looking at on the screen here, on the podcast, man, you gotta do what you love. If you do what right. you love, it usually really works out and you have passion for it. So, so all the all-star gear that I see here, uh, Pippen won the all, uh, MVP of the all-star game that you were uh, a starter on. You probably remember right. that. But the memories, the stories, and we're storytellers. You know what I mean? And, and uh, uh, Lynn, who, who does all of our uh, you know, storytelling ideas for us back in Philadelphia, you know, uh, there are stories that are still left to be told. There's so many great jerseys, so many changes, and the reason for changes in jerseys and things of that nature that you, you can never really get tired of it. And uh, so, so that's what we do. And, and right now, we're, we're basically a, a dot-com business. So, so your follower at Mitchell, MitchellNS.com, and look us up. And, and uh, it's not easy carrying all these skews and styles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you have it. MitchellandNess.com. Kevin Wolf, uh, the coach of Mitchell and Ness, the owner of Mitchell and Ness, and the man that's going to come back on the show. I hope, I hope as many times as he is willing and able to to share as many stories as he wants to share with us, because we love having you on, Kevin. We love hearing the stories, and we love obviously talking about nostalgia and talking about basketball. Right. Fantastic, guys. Always great to, to see you. Be with you. Go Bulls. Go, I love that jacket, Kevin. When I see you, I got to get that jacket from you. I want that jacket. Don't you give that jacket away. This is a good one. That's a great one. Uh, All right. Anyway, thanks so much, guys. See you. appreciate Kevin coming on and we appreciate all the listeners out there that, that enjoyed this first iteration of the timeline. We're going to try to do this every single Friday. Myself and BJ Armstrong, we're going to find topics. We're going to talk about them and then we're going to hopefully have uh, some more guests on, on, on Fridays. And then of course, we'll be back on Tuesday. This is pushing through and BJ, if you're in water, make waves. We'll see you on Tuesday.